What is something that you believe the president has done well? Uh, it, I, I, I just, I'm not really sure is. I just support him. What's going on, Party Crashers? This is your host, Jerry Jones. Uh, welcome to another episode of The Uninvited. However you found us, whyever you decided to find us, I am so glad you did. Be sure to rate us, review us, and subscribe so you don't miss another one of these stellar episodes. And remember, give us a five-star rating, will you? Because a five-star rating feels a lot like love. And a four-star rating really feels like the friend zone. And let's be honest, who's really trying to do the friend zone um, in, in pod world? Um, so it's Sunday. And if it's Sunday, well, you know, I don't want to get sued. So I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to use the catchphrase. But if it's Sunday, it's also another episode of The Uninvited. I'm so, um, so glad you're here. Uh, how was how was the weekend? How are you? I I don't know. I, I don't know if 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 where you are. You've had the the kind of weather uh, that we're having here uh, in in Kansas City. Uh, well, I do know this. I do know that um, my people out in Southern California, they are not having. <laughs> not having quite the weather that we're having here in Kansas City. It is hot. It is so hot. I will never forget. It was back in, oh boy, I think this was 2015, 2015 or 2016. It may have been 2016. Uh, yes, uh, 2016, 2015 is Jacksonville. Um, my my daughter uh, runs track. We'll see how long. <laughs> uh, she's up at a small school in, in, in Iowa. And listen, I, I, I'm just going to I'm just going to cop to the fact that, um, you know, that we we are those parents that did send our, our daughter up to school, um, knowing all of the risk related to um, COVID-19. Um, I think on the day that we moved her up, I think that's the same day that North Carolina, the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill. Uh, had decided that they were going to go to online classes. Um, and and then, of course, this past week, um, Michigan State, Notre Dame, you name the, the university, uh, rapidly switching to online. I know that University of Kansas, they've, they've released their, their game plan uh, for classes. And I know there's a lot of pushback there. I don't envy... Um, Doug, shout out Doug Gerard. Doug Gerard's a good guy. Doug Gerard, I said Gerard, but I meant Gerard, G I R O D. Um, knew Doug uh, when he was running the med center here. Now he's the, the chancellor at the University of Kansas, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. 
I don't know if you all knew this or not, but um, I'm a Jayhawk. Um, and in my in my family, um, every time we greet each other, we greet each other with Rock Chalk Jayhawk. And when we say goodbye, we'll say Rock Chalk Jayhawk. So, um, and it doesn't matter why we're calling. We could be calling with good news. We could be calling with bad news. We could be calling you on a Tuesday just because. We could be calling you because it's your birthday or your anniversary. We will always initiate the conversation before we say anything else. Is Rock Chalk Jayhawk. And regardless of anything that we've we've had to say um, in the midst of the conversation, we will end the conversation with Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Um, University of Kansas, especially KU basketball, is, is a second religion um in my family KU football uh not so much I mean we wa- I mean obviously watch the games they're, they're probably I'm sure there won't be games to watch um you know KU it should be noted that we are trendsetters um in this whole notion of you know safe physical distancing uh, our football program has been that way for over 100 years uh, contactless football. Um, so we've been ready for this moment. I think, I think if there is a season to be had, uh, the Jayhawks will thrive in a contactless, um, football environment. So yeah, daughter is uh, running track, but they just, um, they suspended. So they had already suspended all fall sports to the spring with the exception of cross country. And, um, what was the other one? Volleyball? That doesn't sound right. Um, but she runs cross country, um, and track. They just suspended all, uh, all activity. Um, and so we, we fall in that group of parents who sent our, our kid off to school. We don't know how long she'll be there, when she'll be back. Um, and so as you can see, (laughs) If for those of you who are new to the show, I go on tangents. Okay, uh, the point was that in 2016, so my daughter runs track, really good. She's really really good, uh, hurdler, and uh, she'd qualified for uh, the Junior Olympics in the first year. 2015 was Jacksonville. The next year was in Sacramento, and. Um, and based on all of the posts that I've seen uh, from the people I know, I mean, who do you really know on Facebook anyway and Instagram? I mean, actually, I think a lot of the folks that I that I that I know are people that I used to organize with um, back in the day. Um, but it was I have never, ever in my life experienced the kind of heat that we experienced those four days in Sacramento. And it sounds like the heat wave that's happening right now. Um, I said Southern California, but like, it's like San Jose. Like it's, it's kind of that same region, I guess, um, where, where I was uh, last time, but it's hot. So I hope you all are finding a way to stay cool. I can tell you here in Kansas city, the weather has been perfect for yard work. Um, and I said all of that, 
as a roundabout to be able to get to the thing that's kind of taken over um, Twitter um, is um, Melania Trump's um, Be Best Gardening um, endeavor. Have you all seen what she's done with the place? Um, I mean, she had threatened, I'm sorry, she'd promised to, um, to spruce up the, um, the Rose Garden. But if you've seen, seen the work that she's done or that she directed, um, there's something missing from the Rose Garden. You just go to Twitter and Google Rose Garden, you know, you can tell, this is why I'm getting our AARP, um, uh, mailings because I'm telling people and I did this I think I did this the last time too um, go to Twitter and Google <laughs> you can just go to Twitter and do a search for um, Melania Trump um, the hashtag that is uh, that's going viral right now I don't even think people normally say that anymore except old people in Jimmy Fallon um, Melania ruins everything, which I don't think is a fair, I don't think that's fair, but I would be really interested to get your thoughts on what she's done with the Rose Garden. Um, there, there's something rather significant that seems to be missing <laughs> from the Rose Garden. Um, and those things would be roses, but I'm not here to judge. I'm just saying it, 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 it does appear to me. You know, she's an interesting character. I think Melania Trump is, um, she's a very interesting character in, um, in this current political space. Um, because it's clear, it's clear that she's not necessarily happy with her current situation. I mean, and it's COVID, right? I mean, can you imagine being quarantined in place? with Donald Trump. Can you imagine what that's got to be like for her? I mean, that has to be absolutely just horrifying. Like the idea that she is stuck um, with him. I don't know if you all remember, but she didn't move to the White House. I think it was almost nine months. Um, no, it wasn't nine months. It was closer to six because she's like, you know, Barron's got to finish school. Then, we, then we'll move. But I feel like that even then she didn't like move right away. Um, and then I don't know if you all famously remember on election day. I mean, there were so many other things to, to, um, to regret or try to forget from that election day. Um, but when the Trumps were voting, he was kind of peering over the little, um, that little wall. It kind of, I wonder the walls are going to look different now, right? Like, I don't think he's going to be able to like really peer over the way he did. I think he was making sure that she cast her vote for him. Um, but I feel like she's, she's captivating because I, she's done a little bit of, uh, of, of trolling. And I think, I think she might be, it might be misconstrued. I can't remember the jacket that she wore. It was after, um, was it the hurricane, the hurricane that kind of took out, um, um, Puerto Rico. I can't remember, but she had the jacket. It didn't say, I don't give a bleep but kind of something to that effect uh i think a lot of people were offended by it but i'm pretty sure she was trolling donald um and then of course we've all seen the documented 
there's a couple things like the the pulling away of the hand, the um, changing her face um, after the uh, he turned around during the inauguration and she had that fake smile. And as soon as he turned around, kind of went back to normal. Like, I think we were all Melania Trump in that moment. Um, and then, of course, I mean, it, it's, it's interesting. I mean, there's so clearly there's I mean, how could there not be sadness? I mean, I, I don't think that uh, I don't think Melania Trump decided to, um, you know, basically ruin um, Jackie Kennedy's Rose Garden at pretty much every first lady has pretty much maintained, you know, with their own sense of style and flair, but have, have kind of really maintained um, Jackie's um, sense of style. Um, I don't think that Melania uh, changed the Rose Garden because she she hates what Jackie Kennedy did. I think it's a cry for help. I think I think what she's done to the Rose Garden is kind of like, come get me, right? Like, please, somebody, come get me. Like, I don't feel like, and I, I have to say, I think that her treatment of the Rose Garden is, it's telling me that she's kind of a real person. She's like, oh, you want me to give you the, the beautiful garden to make you feel like that everything is bright and rosy here? No, it sucks here, man. COVID sucks. COVID quarantine sucks. COVID quarantine with Donald Trump really, really sucks. So, oh, you want me to plant a, a colorful rose garden for you? No, it sucks here. It feels it feels like it feels like fascism. It feels like a dictatorship. I mean, she basically uh, is giving us the rose garden that we might expect to see in North Korea or nineteen um, seventies Russia. I mean, but judge for yourself. Um, but Milan, yeah, but and but there are times when you feel like that that she's clashing like with the, the greatest first ladies of all time. It's like um, she's kind of put her spin on Jackie O's garden or Jackie Kennedy's garden. Um, she, I will I will tell you this, I will tell you this. So Melania is on the on the docket. I guess that they wouldn't call it a docket. What would they call it when? Uh, You've got a series of speakers. Like apparently the entire Trump family is speaking. Everyone except Barron, I believe, is on. Uh, I'm not sure if Jared is on, but Melania will be clearly the highlight of the week. We already know that Melania is going to give the very best speech uh, of of the Republican National Committee convention um, because... Michelle Obama gave the the exact same speech just last week for the Democratic National um, Committee convention. So we can book it. Melania's speech. Uh, expect to hear people will people will be tweeting probably on Tuesday. Hashtag whatever will be will be. Just I'm I'm calling my shot. I'm calling my shot now. Hey, just for the record, I've got a pretty good track record of of um, making predictions. I I did call in 2019. I I looked at the the Kansas City football team schedule. I looked at it and I said, "Yep, we are winning the Super Bowl." 
um, and then we won it. So that proves <laughs> that proves it, right? I mean, that's kind of that's QAnon logic. It's QAnon logic, right? Um, but yeah, so Melania, um, very uh, very intriguing. Uh, she did some gardening this week. We, you know, I should have done lawn work. Um, I still have a, gra a lawn to cut. Um, it is Sunday, so I need to to get out there um, and do that. Um, how are, how are you all feeling about just stuff? Like, it doesn't is it starting to feel like? Are you starting to feel like you're having just kind of fatigue and I don't mean like like where you're literally fatigued but like have you reached your wits end with um COVID with politics because I I feel like I feel like uh I feel like I I am I'm feeling fatigued um with it I'm just you know and I, and I know that uh that's not you know, that's not really an option um, for for those of us who desperately um, are seeking and need change to happen. But if I'm just going to be honest, um, I've been trying to distract myself from um, from the news um, and just um, politics in general. And in fact, I, I, I'm going to tell you, like, you know, normally... I wake up on Sunday and I have a really great idea just because of, you know, those past few days where I'm like, I know what, I know what the show's going to be. And, you know, you've, you've listened to this show. It's, it's usually politics. There's usually something going on in pop culture. And I, I woke up uh, this morning and, and went for a walk, um, listened to a couple of really good podcasts. I think I've talked about them before. Um, Higher Learning with Rachel Lindsay and Van Lathan. Um, um, Sophia Bush's Work in Progress pod. Really good pod this week. Um, and I, I, I'm i sitting there listening to their pods and walking and I'm like, oh my gosh. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I mean, I know what I could talk about. I've, I've started. Um but I really spent the weekend like just not uh, paying attention to um, to what's going on um, in in the world, um, and then uh, I, I I decide to plug in after listening to podcast, and 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 then what do I see on on Twitter? I, what I see on Twitter is that according to a, a, a recent uh, CBS poll, or it was on CBS. I don't actually know who conducted the poll, so you all can kind of fact check me on that. Um, that there is a lot, there are a lot of Americans who are very comfortable and are willing to accept the fact that we've lost 176,000 people to COVID-19. Uh, my cousin Brandon being one of them, um, that it's acceptable. How in the world is that acceptable? And so apparently a third of independent voters, um, 
find that number to be acceptable. There are 10% of Democrats who are, yeah, that's fine. Um, that 176,000 people have died. I mean, this isn't like, is the question, is Pepsi okay? You go and you order a Coke. Oh, I'm sorry. Is Pepsi okay? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's how we're, that's how we're treating COVID deaths now. Oh yeah, that's totally fine. Um, I think, I think the number that, that, that was jarring, um, for me and, you know, what has gotten most of the press, uh, on this is that, uh, 57% of individuals who, who identify as Republican find the deaths of 176,000 people due to COVID and, and complete and utter incompetence at almost every level of government, um, to be acceptable and that um explains a lot it explains quite a lot and um and i you know it's like i i get on twitter and i'm like oh this is why i need to get off this is why maybe um i don't know can you, I mean, like you take a couple days and you're not really, um, really into feeling, you know, like to hearing what's going on in the world just because you need that, you need a break. Um, I spent time with, um, some dear friends, my colleagues from the community health council, of Wyandotte County, shout out to CHC, um, Wyandotte County. Um, speaking of COVID doing phenomenal work, shout out to, um, the whole team there, Donna. Molly, Ricardo, uh, Mariah, um, Dr. Solano, who I, I don't yet really know, Dustin, you know, the extended family, Brendan, Broderick, the whole crew, um, CHC, Wyandotte County, doing great work. Wyandotte County Health Department, Julianne, um, her team getting it done, um, Dr. Alan Greiner, um, Dr. Aaron Corvo, I mean, Wesley McCain, like, you all would be surprised. Um just and I've talked about this before just how little support um that public health and community health gets and the work that they're doing to try to keep um your community safe um shout out to um the Elizabeth <laughs> um Elizabeth at Casey Mo Elizabeth at Johnson County um all health departments um, doing a great, doing a great job, but yeah, they get very little, um, very little support. Um, but we were able to spend time together. Um, and, uh, yesterday and it was just amazing. It was just wonderful to, to be in. And, and we talked about how you just have to find ways to, to, to detach from, from all the stuff, you know? Um, and so one of the things that I did when I was not watching the news, um, I, I got caught up or not even caught. I started and binged a, a show on Apple TV. Um, I, I'm new to Apple TV. Uh, I, 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 the show for all, I think for all mankind, uh, great show on Apple TV. The show though, the show that I binged 
this weekend and that I can't wait for what I would imagine will be the final episode of the season is The Little Voice. Have you all seen this? Um, if you haven't seen Little Voice, uh, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It's, um, it's, um, it's, it's like a summer read. Like if, if a TV show were a summer read, it would look like Little Voice. Um, the protagonist, her name is Bess, played brilliantly by um, Brittany O'Grady, um, is a musician, you know, struggling musician. It's kind of a, it's a, considered a love letter to, um, you know, the process of, of pursuing your dreams, which is something I'm really into, um, and to music and in, with the backdrop of, of New York City, um, She's fantastic. I, I personally, um, the character who I believe um, just steals the show, uh, or the actor I should say who steals the show is Kevin Valdez. Kevin Valdez plays Brittany's um, brother Louis. Uh, I don't want to um, ruin it for you. I think you watch it, but clearly you'll see why I say Louis. Louis's character um, steals the show. Uh, it's executive produced by J.J. Abrams, who a lot of you are familiar with, but uh, really um, created by um, and executive produced by um, Sarah Bareilles. Um, I don't know if uh, the, the show Little Voice, uh, Sarah Bareilles, her, her first studio album um, was called Little Voice. If you have, I mean, all, all of her stuff is great, um, but um, as Heidi and I like to joke... <laughs> We, you know, call her Sarah B. We, you know, we had a, you know, a uh, family member had a friend who uh, would always brag, oh, I saw Sarah B, blah, 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 blah. We saw Sarah B at, um, oh my gosh, you guys can fact check me on this, especially those of you from Kansas City. We first saw, we saw Sarah Borales. Um, Oh my gosh. It was, um, it's the Char Bar now. It's a, it's a barbecue place now. Um, but it used to be, um, a country Western themed bar. Um, Sarah Bareilles is not country and Western. Um, she's kind of pop, pop, popish. I think there's a little bit of, she's got some soul to her as well. Um, but really intimate setting and was fantastic. And I think Heidi and Anna liked it. So that was like back in 08, 09 when we saw her, then I think the next time, um, they saw her again, she was opening, uh, I believe for, Ooh, am I going to get this wrong? If she was opening for Sugarland or Taylor Swift at the sprint arena, clearly I didn't go, um, to those shows, um, uh, Taylor Swift, by the way, um, new album, pretty good pretty good and you know especially for those of you who are fans of the national it feels very much like it like it could have been it may have been produced by um the folks with the national it it very much feels kind of that way so if you like the national i think uh you might actually like it um the cerebralis cerebralis um so i'm i guess what i'm saying is um in an effort to distract myself, I found this show called Little Voice. I cannot uh, recommend it high enough for those of you who want to escape. And I recognize that, again, I'm a guy. 
most of the shows that I watch are um, crazy. So there was a movie I also watched, Extraction, on Netflix, which shows you the extremes that I'll, I'll go through. Extraction with um, Thor. Um, Chris Hemsworth, one of the Hemsworth um, brothers. Um, really good. Um, Shalice Theron, um, The Old Guard, also on Netflix. Really good. I've talked about Warrior Nun. But um, Little Voice really kind of got me. Um, because, you know, I think I'm a... I love music. I think there's there's just power in music. Um, and if you watch the show, you'll understand when I say the music doesn't lie. Right? Um, was it Bono? Or was it Elvis Costello? that said it may have been Bono quoting Elvis Costello that a song is more powerful than a thought or a belief. I'm, I'm butchering that. Um, oh no, more powerful than a book. A song is more powerful than a book. Um, but watch little voice. If you have Apple TV, um, really good stuff. I think, uh, the next episode will be coming out on the, um, on the 28th. Um, shameless plug. Uh, I will be reaching the point of no return on the 28th. I'll be turning 50. That's just crazy. Um, for what it's worth, for what it's worth, um, uh, Sarah Borales, um, amid the chaos, amidst the chaos, new, well, not new, came out in 2019. Really good stuff. Um, she's got a track on there with John Legend. John Legend is, you know, John Legend. Um, if I want to recommend, there's, there's, I was going to transition to Ingrid Michaelson because In Ingrid Michaelson, you know, Sarah Bareilles and Ingrid Michaelson to me kind of occupy the same lane. Ingrid Michaelson is probably that singer whose song that you hear all the time but don't realize it's her. Um, it's probably, yeah, if you've heard it and you're like, that song's really catchy, who sings that? Probably Ingrid Michaelson. Um, her latest album is Stranger Songs, again, also 2019, um, inspired by um, Stranger Things. Um, really good stuff. Um, speaking of distraction, so I get what this episode more than anything is like I'm offering up ideas for people who want to get away from the news for a little bit. Um, if you haven't, started stranger things it's three seasons of it on netflix and i don't want you to get tripped up on the fact that it's about it takes place in the 80s and uh, the kids are kind of tweens like 12 13. it is like one of the most imaginative and just well written well um directed acted shows these kids are phenomenal um, really just great television. If you were into the E.T., if, if you were in the E.T. or Goonies or any of that stuff as a kid and now you've got kids who are that age, you're going to love this show. You're absolutely going to love the show. And I'm just going to say it right now. Season three of Stranger Things is the most fun I have ever had. And I know I'm given to hyperbole. It is the most fun I have ever had watching television ever, ever, right? 
Stranger Things season three for for its genre is on par with season three of The Wire for its genre. The Wire. If you have not watched The Wire, I, <laughs> watch The Wire. Just watch it. And um, you're especially if you if you've never seen The Wire and you start with season one, you're gonna see season one and you're gonna be like, whoa, this is great television. I can't wait for season two. Trust me when I say don't skip season two. Season two is different from season one and the rest of the other seasons, but season two, if you if you if you look if you if you listen to albums as as a as a piece of art, and sometimes there are tracks on an album that is a fantastic album, and 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 you listen to an individual track, and you're like, ah, I don't really feel this track the way I feel the other ones. But if you you listen to the album it's in its entirety, you recognize why that track makes sense and why it was placed where it was in the order of tracks on the album. Season two of The Wire is that song on the album that on its own, you feel like it doesn't make sense until you, you listen to the entirety and you're like, oh, oh, now I understand. With The Wire, you don't want to skip steps. Everything counts from season one to season five. Um, this is just going to be the distraction episode. Um, Hyph, I was going to recommend, well, I am recommending um, for for news distraction, um, High Fidelity. High Fidelity. Um, I'm not talking about the movie with John Cusack uh, and Jack Black, who Jack Black was amazing. Jack Black. Um, is a show stealer. It was clear in that movie that Jack Black was going to be Jack Black, right? Um, the Hulu show uh, featuring Zoe Kravitz, um, I just found out um, two days ago that the show has been canceled by Hulu, but I don't want that to distract you from the fact that High Fidelity is brilliant television. Oh my gosh, like the character development and the writing and the acting is so, so good. And I know that, you know, like one thing is clear is that I have too many platforms, Apple Plus, <laughs> Netflix, Hulu. I need that app that'll show me all of the things. High Fidelity is so good. It is so good. Um, and, and Zoe Kravitz is... Um, she works at a record shop and um, she's had some, you know, had a recently um, bad breakup. And so the whole, you know, and you, if you know this, the original, kind of going back um, to their top five and kind of breakups, heartbreaks, what have you. It is so well done. And um, for um, Hulu has a problem, by the way. I don't feel like there's enough representation uh, already on, on their platform of African-American leads and especially African-American female leads on the show, on their shows. Um, that, you know, they had, uh, I haven't seen little fires everywhere. So obviously there was that. So, yeah. So here's hoping that, uh, high fidelity get, gets picked up, uh, by someone, but there's clearly a theme here, um, television and music. Um, and just 
how those things are coming together in such artistic ways in a great way to escape. <clears throat> Listen, uh, I'm going to sign off. I wanted to send you out with a little bit of two of the artists we talked about today. Sarah Baralis, uh being featured on um, Ingrid Michaelson's brilliant uh, Miss America. Um, search it out wherever you stream or, or buy music. And, and as we talked about before, please, please, please support musicians in this very tough time. Um, but also remember to support yourselves, support your family, support each other. Be good, be kind. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm holding out hope for, I don't know, a, a, a better America. Um, we're, I don't know, we're not, we're not, we're not where we want to be, but we're going to get there. Um, anyway, that's my soapbox moment. Until the next episode of Uninvited, uh, I will catch you later. Peace. Beautiful, beautiful, we are beautiful, beautiful.